Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cole, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking and today's member spotlight of within our Facebook group. Very first one with the great, the one, the only Miss Joy Nichols. And so if you're not watching in the Facebook group, what are you doing? Come on, head on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with and each and every Friday, we're going to be bringing you one amazing member within that group and uh, hear all about how they are impacting the world out there. But uh, get to know Joy a little bit if you don't already. She is a visionary. She is out to help make predominantly women help them with their purpose and uh, help them in their passion. Now, Joy is a very intentional, living an empowered life of purpose and seeks to share that passion with women uh, and young ladies alike. And uh, Joy is an ordained elder in Full Gospel Baptist Church and that her faith has given her strength, uplifted her joy and deepened her love for others. And all of that stuff I tell you because it is so true. We've had the pleasure of knowing Joy for now, going on, I think, close to a year and Every second is amazing because, Joy, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Corey. Wow, that is like a big introduction. I didn't, I was like, who's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> talking about you, Joy. Talking about you. No, but it's, it's, it's so true. I mean, uh, we've worked with you on many different projects, and, and you're always out there to try to make things better or to help people or create an impact. And, and that's why we love you so much. But before we get too far into the <laughs> interview, why don't you take a minute to kind of give the audience a little bit of background and who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Joy, as uh, Corey so graciously said. And um, outside of all the other stuff, I am a mother. I'm a wife. I am um, a master gardener. I love to garden. That's one of my things. And um, I am in law enforcement <laughs> and I just really, uh, I, I really love people, especially women in the sense of to just, I want people to be able to live their, to live a life of purpose and not die with purpose unfulfilled. And so that's my passion. And so it comes out in different ways and avenues and venues, but that's uh, what I try to do. And 
I have fun doing it. So, and I get to meet great people like you guys along the way. Uh, well, thank you very much. But Joy, you are a little bit modest. And uh, so <laughs> luckily, this is a chance to toot your own horn. Uh, otherwise, Ron and I will be forced to do it for you throughout <laughs> this conversation. But my first question, and, and it's not really a question, it's more of a, I want you to share your story of how you didn't really want to help women, but <laughs> you were forced to help women because all the signs pointed you to that direction. And now you love every second of it. And I know you wouldn't change it for anything. So uh, tell the story of how you ended up wanting and needing and being called to serve women. Well, um, it's kind of funny. I knew like since I was a little girl, like around 10 or so that um, I had a calling on my life to serve women and, and young girls. And so as you grow up as teenagers, um, in the time that I grew up and everything, I didn't really like to hang around girls because they were messy. They were catty, you know, and I was like, I'm not, I don't have time for all of that. Like most of my friends were guys. Um, and I had like two girls that were my friends and then the rest were guys. And I just didn't want to be bothered because it, it you know, um, back in the day, it just was like, oh, it was drama. You know, it, they always had something going on. And um, I always I kind of um, bought into that thought process that women couldn't get along and um, we always in competition with each other. So I kind of bought into that. So fast forward, um, my first job in college, I worked at an all girls um, probation school and I was a site supervisor there. And I was just like, it's all girls. And let me tell you, everything I thought happened, all the drama, all of this, all of that kind of stuff. But I actually really excelled there. And then um, I ended up having my first child, which was a girl. <laughs> and I was like, God, I want a boy, I want a boy. And it was a girl. And, you know, she's been a blessing to my life. And so then I, I get hired with um, where I'm working at now. And... Um, it's just really funny. My first assignment was at an all girls institution, all girls women's institution. And I kind of was just like, okay, God, you, you're real comedy. Like, seriously, I told you I didn't really want to do this. And this is not like, I know I'm not called there. And um, God was like, oh, not only did I call you, you're going to do it. Like, you, I'm not to not even give you a choice. And if you had any doubt, everything, every move you make is going to go in that direction. Right. And so, I got promoted, came out, um, my caseload, mostly women. <laughs> and I was just like, seriously? And then I had my second child. Guess what she was? A girl. So at that point, I said, okay, God, I, I, I surrender and I'm going to yield my life into what you want me to do. Just tell me what it is that you want me to do, how you want me to do it. I won't fight you on it no more. And ever since that moment, it's kind of just flowed and my heart and the passion that I've had for it um, has has genuinely grown. And I've come up out of that mindset that I originally had when I was younger um, going into that. And so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Joy is frozen. Joy. All right. So we will get. And they her. just didn't really know how to pick oh. their Oh, they just froze. Oh, froze. I'm, I'm, am I back on? You, you are back on, but you're freezing. I'm freezing. Oh, no. Okay. 
Am oh. I not? Am I unfrozen? Yeah, you're unfrozen now. Oh, okay. okay. I think you're good now. Okay, so like initially when I started it, it really just was um, helping women pick up themselves out of their broken pieces of life. Like whatever life threw at them, it, it, it broke them in some capacity, whether it was childhood, relationships, or just themselves. And then now it has really evolved, uh, evolved into helping them to find their purpose because um, what God has shown me is that people are going to be broken because it's life. But you, if you know your purpose, you can overcome that and you can do what you was created to do in this earth and excel at it. And it can also help you make money. It can also fulfill whatever's inside of you that needs to be fulfilled and it can cause healing to take place. So that's the mission that I'm on at this point in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is so true. I mean, everything, thinking back over the year working with you, there's been so many like God moments that we've talked about. Excuse me. And uh, it, it's it's funny how, how God works. And yeah, you're right. He will keep putting it in front of you until you surrender. And you're like, okay, I understand. I get it. It'll eat you alive until you're ready to do it. So let's, let's kind of talk about that for just a minute. Like when you decided, okay, I'm going to surrender. Um, I know when, when I did that, I was very at peace with it. Mm -hmm. And it the doors just started going, right? Just breaking through. Is that what you experienced as well? I experienced that in a little fear. Yeah. Because, um, and, and the fear part was a little bit like, one, who's going to listen to me? Um, two, I was just like, you know, I was so like anti, uh, I don't want to be bothered. I was like, it was kind of hypocritical a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, well, if God could turn Saul into Paul, then, you know, hey, we could, we could rock it out. But it actually, that story made it more authentic because there were a lot of women uh, when I first, I remember I was at a conference and I first told that story. People kind of started laughing because it was a little comedy in there. But then people were like, oh my gosh, I felt the same way. But I now I know I don't have to be in competition with my sister. I know I don't have to look at her and look down at her. She, I'm her and she's me. We just might be in different places of our life. But you know, I don't want to do nothing to hurt myself. So I won't do nothing to hurt my sister if I see my sister as I see myself. And so it kind of just took off from there. Uh, so good. So good. So you, you mentioned, Joy, that you have a job. And, and first of all, you're, you're a serial entrepreneur. You've got a whole bunch of things in the works. But I remember one of our first conversations of something that I know we're just now getting to really start to help you with um, or be a part of, really. But you've, you've been able to, uh, within your career, you are on a mission to help the culture mm -hmm. within, within the police departments, specifically now or specifically at the moment in the LA uh, area. But would you tell a little bit like about your job and about your vision of what you're going to do? Um, because I know as entrepreneurs, we, we sometimes, well, let's not talk about the job, right? Like let's move away from the job and we just talk about the businesses that we're doing or trying to create or whatever. But, but your mission is just, it's incredible. And, and I, it, it speaks to who you are in, in volumes, but, but ultimately, yeah, if you could share, like, what's, what's your vision and mission with, within the, the police department, specifically at first in the LA County, but ultimately, uh, you know, beyond that. Well, um, I, I saw just within my own job, um, 
that there were a lot of cracks uh, just within just within the, the culture. And um, this is no shade to my department, but <laughs> but just within the culture and it produces what what the cracks produce is what we saw out. And this is not just in my department. It, it, it spans departments, law enforcement agencies across the board. But the cracks that are in an agency's culture, it produces what we saw in the protests of 2020. It produces um, things that we saw, um, uh, systematic stuff that we see have seen in past decades against um, uh, blacks and disadvantaged people and, and things like that. And so I had um, I was watching it was I was watching TV last year and I saw George Floyd. I saw the protests. I saw all of these things happening and my heart went out and then my phone started ringing i started to get calls from friends i started to get calls from colleagues and the question that they were asking depending on who if what side of the coin they were on is how you feel about this what's your thought because i am a law enforcement officer and i'm a black woman and so i was getting those um those questions and my thought was at the end of the day everybody lost a man lost his life an officer, now we know, lost his freedom, which in turn, his family has lost something. And so um, I wanted to, I created a company that will address those issues. And it's not to beat up on, on uh, law enforcement because there are some great cops out there. There's some great parole and probation agents and, and things like that. There are... Um, a lot of great people out there who don't wake up and say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to act. Um, you know, I'm just going to, I, I don't like, I'm, I'm going to be racist and I'm going to go out here and find out whoever I can come in and, and do these things with. They're genuinely going out, waking up every day, putting on their stuff to go help the community that they serve. And at the same time, on the uh, flip side of that, there, um, the community, there's everybody in the community is not a bad apple. And so I wanted to, uh, I created my business to go in and address these issues to help uh, police agencies develop a healthy organizational culture to get training such as emotional intelligence and, and implicit bias and, and these things to say, who is the person behind the badge? Because when, when we find out who we are behind the badge, when we put that badge on and we go out there, we, we are that same person. And if that person's not a good person, if that person's not the best version of you showing up, what can what steps can we take now to become the best version uh, showing up to uh, serve the community that we signed up to serve? No, I, I love that, and and I love that you how you put it and how you're approaching it, and it's got to be difficult. Like it's got to be. I can't imagine either side of the coin. Like I, I just can't. Like this side of, I mean it's so passionate on both sides and like even like as a police officer i know you and i have talked about this a couple of times like as a police officer holy smokes like now is not the time to be a police officer like oh my goodness like what can you do right right and uh not saying anybody was right or wrong but like as a police officer i would have to feel that way and how do you just go about the work knowing all this animosity is building towards the badge, even though you are a good person and you're trying to make an impact, like you walking down the street with a badge, like, is that scary? Well, um, I, I'm not, I'm a probation officer, but uh, it's, it's, 
we, we kind of do similar, we kind of do similar things to police officers, but we're all in the same law enforcement family. But it is, I'm going to say this at that time in June or whatever, 2020, it was scary because um, you didn't know if people looked at you and said, oh, she's kind of like that or, you know, or this or that. And then at the same time, um, you know, you look at it, you look at it from just being a, a person, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't have a badge on 24-7, you know, I got right. a whole lot going on when I leave right, work. Right, right, right. <laughs> but um, you you kind of, you look at that and and I just, this is my thing. I I wake up and I know, I don't know how what everybody else does. My thing is God help me to serve your purpose at work. And, 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 um, and that's how I take the approach because I remember when I first got hired, one of my uh, supervisors, the very first thing she told me, and I take it with me to this day and I'm going on 17 years. Um, she said, the people that you see today are somebody's auntie, sister, cousin, whoever, and that you might see them later on out in the street. And so you need to treat them, do your job, but treat them with respect. And I, that thing has stuck with me. And so when I see people and people who know me, people who I've had on my case, or people I've arrested, whatever the case may be, I can, uh, for the most part, I can walk into the community and run into them. And I don't have to, um, you know, there's just some cases, you know, people are just going to be people. But for the most part, I could uh, do that. And I and it has happened. I've walked, I've been out in the community with my kids and people that I have arrested have walked up to me and said, hey, and I'm like, okay, hey. And I'm kind of, you know, you still kind of look like, okay, what, what do you want? That like, was you not know? the time. That was not the time, right? But right. they're like, you know, they gave me hugs. They, they've they been out there with their wives or their kids. I'm like, hey, you know, because of you, it was good. Um, you know, you've helped me. And I, and I remember um, one one guy in particular, um, I, I arrested him multiple times. <laughs> now that I think about it. And um, he uh, he came, he saw me in the grocery store and he was just like, hey, Miss Nichols. I was like, hey, what's going on? And he and I, when I saw him, my first thought was like, oh, crap. Right. You know, like, am I right. going to have to fight? Am I going to have to? Is it going to be all good? And he said he came up and gave me this big old hug. And he said, wait, 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 hold up. And I'm looking like, I don't want to wait. What are you going around the corner to go get? And so he came mm-hmm. back with his mom his wife, his newborn baby. And then on his wow. phone, he showed me his degree. He said, you told me, he said, I'll never forget when you arrested me. He said, I am not going to allow these streets to kill you. And so this, I'm doing this for your own good. And if, if you want to come out here after food then fine, but I'm not going to do this because you got so much inside of you. He's like, he's like, I got it. He said, I have a wife now. He said, I just bought me a house. I just graduated from college. I got a little baby. And he said, I'm starting my own job. You know, he I guess he's starting his own business of some sort. And so it was one of those things. Now, um, I just think, and, and that was just because um, my job function at the time allowed me to be a little bit more intentional with the community that I was right. placed in, that I served. And so, and I just kind of look at that, like my job, I look at it like I'm doing it unto God. So yes, I'm going to have to make a rest. Yes, I'm going to have to be, there's going to be times where I'm going to have to make those hard decisions. But there's also times in the back of my head where I always come, when I come in contact with somebody, this is somebody's loved one. And if it was my loved one, I would want them to treat them with respect, whether they're doing wrong or right. Yeah, so true. Love it. And uh, again, that's you serving your purpose and in a way, that sets you apart from others. You treating others with respect in all walks of life. It doesn't matter their past, their their current uh, status. 
it's just if they um, need some help, I know you're willing to give it. And so, so amazing. So, but let's, so let's move on. You've, you've got the business of helping culture within the police departments, but then you've also got some other things going on. Uh, you, you might've recently started a podcast and then you might've recently been asked to do a Ted talk. You, you might be writing a book. You, you might have another <laughs> thrive and purpose. She's busy. Uh, She's business. a busy woman. Yeah, like what is up? What is going on? What's the mission? What's the grandioso plan? Like, uh, tell us, like, what what do you got in the works? Well, okay, so the podcast, you know, this guy I met, I met these two guys. One's named Ron, the other one's Corey, <laughs> and um, I reached out to them initially because I was like, hey, I need some help with some branding things. And as we started working together, um, you know, this guy named Corey, he kind of like, mean, isn't he? He's a mean he kinda, yeah, he yeah. kind of bullied me. Yeah, you, you tell him. You tell <laughs> he him. bullied me into a podcast. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing that. I was, you know, that's not my calling. You know, I'm quick to say that in my calling. And then so every time we would talk on our strategy calls, me and Ron would be, I, I just kind of started trying to avoid Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey would Corey would sit there while me and Ron are chatting it up. And then at the end of every call, he'd be like, So Joy, you want to do a podcast? I think you should do a podcast. Joy, that'd be great. You got a lot to talk about. And so finally, I was just like, fine, Corey, I would do it. And I really agreed to just do the podcast to get Corey off my back. <laughs> but that was a God moment, too. You got to tell that part of the it, story. It, it was it was a God moment because um, I, I, Corey, you know, God, God was using Corey to push me because I sure wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and he would send emails and text messages like, hey, so you do the podcast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, I was. Yes, he was very <laughs> persistent. Um, and if you guys, if you guys are listening to this and you're seriously like thinking about doing a podcast, these uh, hindsight hacking media, these these guys are great. They take care of everything for you. Um, even if you're not tech savvy, don't worry about that. All you got to get up there and do is do you. Um, but so I ended up doing a podcast and um, was nervous, and then kind of just did it. And I ended up enjoying it. <laughs> and out of that podcast, I got um, people just kind of started flocking to me and started asking me to come. Like I spoke at a, um, a virtual conference in, in Jamaica. I wasn't in Jamaica, but the conference was in Jamaica. <laughs> I wish I was in Jamaica. Right, but... <laughs> right. Uh, I ended up speaking at a virtual conference there. And then um, I got reached out to um, to possibly be on a TED Talk. Um, I don't, that's still kind of in transition and stuff, but I got reached out to for that. And then just people um, started reaching out to me like, hey, I love what you're saying. I love your mission. Um, can I be on your podcast? Can, you know, I got this, I got that. And um, it's just kind of, it kind of just took a, you know, it took on a mind of its own and now it's kind of just doing its own thing. And so the hardest part now is just strategizing which episode to release and when. <laughs> Right, right. But it's, it definitely was a, um, it's been a blessing. And I realized that it's a way to get the mission out. It's a way to get the impact out, to impact even across um, uh, nations. Because where was I at? I was I was trending in Italy. Where were I? Was, where was I at? Um, on the charts? Yeah, all over. Oh, yeah, you were all over the place. You, you went global <laughs> very quickly. Um, and, and it was really, it was fun to, to watch and see. But your, your message went global very quick. People responded to it. And what's cool about it, you had people reaching out faster to you than we've seen before. So it was awesome. So it really was resonating. 
how you were approaching it, what you were talking about, and what people wanted to hear. Yeah, and that was, you know, is I, I don't know about you guys because you guys are like professionals at this, <laughs> but like starting it, I was like, it went back to that, you know, who wants to hear what I got to say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so important. And, and I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but it's so important to overcome that. Because you got to. Everybody. You said everybody. I literally w- went to bed one night and I was like, why is someone going to listen to our show? Like, why are we even doing this show? Right. I, I had this weird doubt. And I remember laying down and I go, our show is going to be cool. And that's why people will listen. Went to bed, called Corey. I said, people are going to listen because it's going to be cool. And that was the last time I, I even put any thought to it. <laughs> and, and that's, and I mean, that's so true. You got to get that thought, that voice out of your head, because at the end of the day, if you didn't have nothing to say, um, if there was no purpose in your life, well, it's time to die. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's time not true. to be here no more. So um, that's something to combat that. But I thank you, Corey. Uh, for pushing um, and and getting me off my butt and and c- having me come up out my comfort zone to to do this. And well, thank you, I, Ron, for the cool graphics. But Corey, you was the you know. That was Corey. It was Corey. He he yes. he uh, he is very persistent. Uh, even if I try to squirrel because I'm the squirreler, uh, he's like, okay, that sounds great. How about we finish this? No, I want to work on that. Oh yeah, he's quick and, to bring it right back. Like, oh yeah, all the time until it gets done. But but I needed that, so it works out great. <laughs> yes. Well, it was my pleasure to help. And uh, and again, when you know someone has the message that needs out there, like it, you just have. Like, I don't know, a, a God moment or what? Like so, it was in me. I had to kept bugging you to do it right. And we have another person that he. Uh, we talked to him in. October of 2020. And he was like, yes, I want to start a podcast first of the year. And so he's a pre ex preacher, ex preacher as well. And, and his message is predominantly for men, but it is so good. Like it almost brings me to tears every time I talk to him. And, and so like January 1st, guess who started bothering him? He hasn't launched yet, but last week, like we officially started the work committed. To move forward. Committed. And, uh, he he also was like Corey, stop bothering me, but it's good good of you to bother me. So I was trying to tell you when those notifications come up, you're like I you kind of just gleam at it like oh crap, like Corey, <laughs> it's Corey again, like you know. But Corey, you you know just keep letting God use you in that capacity because you that's that's really a strength for you and um, because you have even you've even pushed me to um, to finish you know my Thrive program. You you push you help push that because I was like ah. You know, I don't know. And, and I, what you don't know is that uh, you guys' push for the Thrive program caused me to finish my book. <laughs> and so um, I just really appreciate all of that, too. It's, 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 it's a pleasure, man. And this journey, I'm loving it. Well, it's amazing how God works and, and where you think you're going might not be where he wants you to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to just understand there, everything has a place. Everything is leading you to what you're called to do if you're following the purpose. And if you're following that, things will start becoming easier until you're really close. Then it will get really hard because that's usually what happens. Um, and you got to break through that, right? That's where that's where things will be put in place in front of you to make you want to quit. Exactly. It's so important that people understand when they start feeling that, when they start 
understanding this pressure, that's when they have to push. That's when they have to lean in. That's when they have to continue down the path because they are that close to the breakthrough. Exactly. And many people don't reach it because they just stop. It's kind of like you're digging. If you did one more shovel thing, you'll hit the jackpot. And so, um, you know, this it's what it is. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, you know, our show, Hindsight Hacking, 20, everyone knows 2020s, hindsight's 2020, right? So uh, our one question that I get to ask every single episode is about hindsight. And so for you, Joy, in hindsight, thinking about your businesses, thinking about the uh, all the different things that you're doing outside of the nine to five, what's kind of been your your biggest learning over the last 10 years? What's What's been the biggest thing that you're like, gosh, if I'd have known that, just two years ago, two years earlier, or three years, or whatever, uh, then I could be that much farther along. Like, what's kind of been that thing? Because again, our goal is to give our listeners clear foresight through your the uh, expert entrepreneurs for uh, hindsight. Oh gosh, why you didn't give me that as a prep question? Like, it's just on the. This stop. is exactly why because <laughs> no, we we don't prep any part of the show. We we we. <laughs> We give you the rundown before it goes live and then you're live because we don't want anybody to come too scripted to it because it hampers the conversation. Yes. And, and I don't even know where I'm going to go with that hindsight question. Sometimes. Right. It changes like, it a lot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it could it could be about your whole life or it could be about yeah, he, he cut just, it down to just 10 years for you. Other people, it's like <laughs> since you were two and, and you're now 40, you have 38 years to pick from. Go. <laughs> Well, I mean, thinking about that, um, it's a couple of things, but the, the one major thing is um, I wish I would have started sooner. And the reason why I didn't start sooner, one, because I was kind of finding myself, I was questioning God, like, okay, God, you, like I told my story about the whole women thing. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. I was in my stuff and not really just... Um, just yielding. And so I wish I would have started sooner um, because I could see now that it was a need then and it could have been already more established and, and, and going. You, you know what I'm saying? But I know that uh, because um, our God is perfect, he, you know, he does everything his own timing and in his season. And some of the stuff that I went through, some of the stuff that I did, I was hesitant on. I had to go through that so I can have a more solid foundation now and can't really be moved and shaped by things that are coming up. So uh, and I hope that answered your question over the last 10 years. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Cause a lot of people, I mean, even, even I look back and that's one that I wish I would have done was start sooner because I remember when we decided to actually take the leap, I remember telling Rachel, how many more times am I going to get an opportunity to start? Right? How many more times? And now is the time I'm being called to start. And now is the time. And you know, that's so, um, that's so true. Hold up. I need to plug up. I'm so sorry. I thought I was. <laughs> all, right. all right. I had to as well. I had to as well. No, I, yes. Corey, I mean, I think you and I had this conversation where, we had to, you know, we came to a, a crossroads and it was time to leap. And, and you know, that's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, 
yes, we wish we would be farther along at this stage in our life, right? Like we wish we would have started in the twenties or, you know, in right out of high school, whatever it would have been. And we could be so far along. You wish you would have bought real estate at 18 and kept it until now, right? Like all those things, but then would you, like you said, have the right knowledge, have the right base to not be shook, have the right Right. business partnerships that you can uh, have throughout the year or whatever. So um, all that fun stuff, like, again, it, who knows if you would be able to have it if you wouldn't have had to wait and go through what you went through. And, you know, it's so true. I think um, Ron was saying something. And when he was talking, the thing that jumped out at me was your faith walk. Sometimes we are not at this place where we want to be at because we have to build up our faith and we got to activate it. Like when you said, when you guys left your nine to five and decided it's time to go, I'm pretty sure before that moment, you were feeling something like, Hey, every time you went to work, okay, this is really going to be my last day here. This is really gonna be my last month here. I really need to kind of speed, do handle my stuff so I can get up out of here. And it was nothing against your employer, but it was that, that pull inside of you that's saying, you are now, you've got what you got out of this moment in your life and it's time to move on to go do, to put it into action. And yeah. so um, it definitely activates the faith walk for you and builds your faith because you don't know what's on the other side. You're just going with what you feel and trusting God with the rest and and, and in making it work. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you, you touched on the book. You, you've got this amazing podcast. You've got several programs you completed a book. So tell us more on the book. When, when can we go get our copy? When, when are we going to Amazon or going to Barnes and Noble or wherever it's going to be sold? What's, what's the plan for that? So, so the plan, the book right now is in this publishing phase. So it's, it's getting final edits, things like that. Um, it should be released hopefully by the end of summer. And, um, it would be on platforms, you know, all, all of the platforms, the Amazons, the Barnes and Nobles, my platform. And the book is called Thrive in Purpose. And it's really um, based off of the Thrive program, the, my six-week coaching program. But it goes a little bit uh, more into detail. It has personal stories in there um, because it's, it's for the woman who is who woke up and just said and realized, I'm just surviving. God, man, you know, I get up, go to work. If you got kids, you got to do your kids stuff or, you know, and, and, and you don't feel like you're making any progress. Um, you feel kind of stuck and you're in survival mode instead of coming out of that and thriving into your purpose that God has uh, placed inside of you. So that's what the book is about. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, it's my first book. Um, I've been told that it won't be my last you know, I have a Corey. I got another Corey in my life, but she's a girl. And so, <laughs> so Perfect. I've been we're, told we're, it's we're supposed, it won't be my last. Huh? You guys, you guys are being put. You're being pushed by Corys. I'm being pushed by Corys. That's like a whole new phrase, you know. The Corey push. I'm going to make a bumper sticker. I'm going to make a bumper sticker. <laughs> oh my gosh, no joy. It pro it will not be your last book because we know everything that you're working on, and we know how much of an impact you're going to create. So. It absolutely won't be your last book. And I know it will be highly successful because if it's anything like the stories you've told us, people are going to absolutely fall in love with it. 
Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I just I pray that it just makes the impact and gets into the hands that it needs to be in um, just, to, you know, to make that impact. Because one thing somebody told me about books is that it outlives you yeah. and the impact will outlive you through a book or a video or, you know, recording or things like that. So um, I hope that it outlives me and it develops into a legacy. Mm, power. Yes. Well, all right. One final question for me, Joy. And, uh, you know, it's kind of in the sense of, is there any parting advice that I know that we didn't talk about that you want to leave with folks? Uh, anything that can go into further detail about, hey, just start, start now, right? Like, come on, like, just, just if you wish you would have started sooner, like now's a good time. So get going. Like any, any other advice you want to share with us today? Um, the first advice it's okay to be scared, but just do it scared. Um, you have to start. One of the biggest tricks is to stay in fear and not move. Fear is meant to be stagnant and you got to overcome that. It's okay. Um, it's like getting on that roller coaster. You already know flags or whatever part of the nation you're at. And that big roller coaster, you know that that drop is going to be scary, but you get on it anyway. You got to go through the drop to get through the ride. And so it's it's the same thing. Uh, if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur, if you're sitting there right now watching this and you're like, I have a business idea. I got a passion inside of me. I want to do this project. I want to do this, create this movement. I don't know if people are listening. I don't know if it's going to happen for me. I don't even have the funds. Just do it. Nike didn't know how prophetic they were when they had that slogan. Right. <laughs> you right. you got to just do it because if you don't, there's somebody on the other end that is the, their life, their purpose, their destinies, depending on you just taking that step forward to do it. So do it scared, do it broke. I mean, you know, you'll find resources, God will provide, do it. Just, just, just do it. I don't care if you got one follower or like a million, do it and it will start unpacking and unmapping itself out for you. Oh my gosh. I love that. And you, you mentioned roller coasters. So I don't think I've shared this story. So we went to Vegas as a family. And we went to Circus Circus and they have like adult roller coasters in Circus Circus, right? And my daughter, who's seven, wanted to go on this roller coaster. And we're like, uh, okay. But here was the thing. Rachel or I did not buy tickets for ourselves to go on anything. Oh. So she had to go by herself. <laughs> right? So she goes by herself. Comes off just bawling, Right? completely scared. And there was a second roller coaster and she's like, you know, okay, we're done. And she goes, but I have to ride the second one. And we're like, you are like horrified. She goes, no, I have to do it. Right. So she forced herself to do it. Um, she didn't like it, but she did it. And she decided she's not going to do the New York, New York roller coaster when she's tall enough now, because she doesn't want to do it. But it was, it was, it was a great thing to watch that she put herself in the position to do it by herself. So I was super proud of her. But then she actually knew knowing how scared it was or how scared she was, she actually pushed forward and did it again. So it was it was awesome to see that. But I know there's people out there that are clamoring for your book and want to get something from you. So how can people connect with you, Joy? Well, people could connect with me um, through social media, through Facebook um, at Joy Hunter Nichols. Or you connect me Instagram at joy underscore Nichols. And then if you are interested in the six-week coaching program, you can also um, get some more information at www.com. 
thriveandpurpose.com. And we would definitely love to connect with you on there. And there's some more things coming out. So just kind of follow me, hang out with me, and you'll see stuff as it comes. Absolutely. Perfect. All right, Joy. You know, we appreciate you so much and in more ways that you can know. Um, and and we appreciate today you giving us a little bit of a time and being our first member spotlight guest of this version of uh, our interviews and on hindsight hacking. So uh, Joy, you're amazing. Your heart is so big. And again, we appreciate everything that you do. Thank you guys. I appreciate you both. And I appreciate who you've been and what you've been in my life as well. Oh, Keep your mission going too. Thank you, Joy. We'll talk soon. All righty. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. If you are not living by your mission, you're, you're, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting the people that you can impact. If you are not trying to look at what is your purpose, then you're hurting yourself and the people that you're supposed to impact. So, so stop, take a moment, figure things out. But uh, first and foremost, don't go anywhere because I think Ron might have a takeaway or two. What do you got for us? Got a couple. So one that I thought was just universal treat everyone with respect right that one just popped out to me and joy lives that and you could see by the people she's impacting like they truly feel for her because she feels for them so that's one uh i'm gonna give three because i like this other one well, let me let me expand on that that yeah. statement though the people that you see today right yeah. like those joys people you see today that's who if you treat them with respect, you might run into them tomorrow or right. later down the road. Like you just never know. So it doesn't matter the status of that person or individual. They're a person. Yep. You treat them with the same respect that you're going to give to that you want to be treated with or that you uh, dream of being treated with, whatever it is like that. Uh, treating people with respect. I love that because people you meet today, you never know how they can uh, grab you tomorrow. 100%. Uh, and then I loved the analogy she talked about finding and fixing the cracks in in systems and platforms and in life and if that's your passion and you can fix a crack and that's what you're feeling called to do that's and that's an offer that you can offer to people that other people if you see the gap and you understand that there's a problem you can make a difference in other people's lives just by fixing and filling that crack yeah. And I love that too. I wrote that down, not necessarily to share with anybody on the show. Like I wrote that down to start a conversation with you after this. Like nice. in my mind was, what are the cracks in our business? Right? Like, right. And, and you're at home. What are you, what's the crack in your home? What's the crack in your relationship with your spouse? What's the, what's the crack in the relationship with your kids? Like, what can you do to fill those cracks and make it stronger? And, and uh, so that was like what I, I wanted to have a whole conversation about what are the cracks in our business and what can That's we do? Funny to make the impact to improve them. So I love that. That's funny. All right. Last one. Just start, you know, you can get stuck in the, I wish I started sooner moment. And I used to say the, what if statement all the time. Remember it, Corey? Yeah. What if you don't start? It's not you who you're cheating. You're cheating who you can have impact on and how you would have changed someone's life by you taking that step and you starting. Right. And so just, just start. Yeah. So if you wanted to start sooner, then what's the, when's the best time to start? Yesterday or now. 
now, right? Like just start. It's just like you're saying. So I think this is a first. I wrote down three different ones and they were the exact three that you called out. So, oh my gosh, dude, that is that hilarious. Is, that is that a first. Is so that, that, is, that is hilarious because usually you have a couple of that. So, yeah, no, those are the exact three that I wrote down. And if you would have not called any of those out, I would have added it. So, no, they were, it, was all old, first. it was all perfect. Joy is the first again on that one. So, anybody out there, if you're watching, if you're listening, hit the show notes. The link to Joy's Just Us Sisters podcast will be there. Her Instagram, her Facebook handle, and thriveandpurpose.com. So for anybody out there, don't just survive. Go and thrive with uh, Joy and Nichols. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone is in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.